0: G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast, coming at you with another fantasy playoff preview. Week 21, let's go! Six, Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Bryant, to shot! Not a game, not a game, we talking about practice. LaPribe change with no record for human life, here to G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and at uh, Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball on Instagram. Join as always with the great, the one and only Callum Mack. How are you, man?
1: Um, yeah, doing well, um, I guess, overall, but but a little bit upset that my team was knocked out in, in the home tournament uh, that has yours truly and myself in it.
0: And, yes. and same as you. Yeah. So
1: we've both being taken out of the mix here. It's sad to see.
0: Yeah. Early, early exit for us. Um, you know, both uh, look, obviously we've got, we've got uh, good fantasy managers in our league that have been playing for, geez, what, what are we in now? But, I think this was our 10th season. It's, it's so, our 10-year yeah. anniversary. Yeah, so the, the decade this season. Um, so players that have been playing fantasy basketball for a long time, uh, we all sort of know each other's tricks and trades, but, you know, we were the, uh, the victim, both of us, of a bit of bad luck, which is, I guess... Um, a bit of a uh, bit of the equation when it comes to fancy playoff time, so we do always, always need to keep that in mind. Um, so, yeah, what what happened with with? Tell the the listeners what happened with your season and uh, anything that you can take away or that listeners can take away from how it all shaked out. Shake
1: um, my, my team, I think this is one of the things we we ha- had as a bit of a point to ends last fantasy season because I think health kind of took it away, and yeah, and and right now in this day and age. Um, in, in this season specifically, that there's a lot of health issues once again. A lot of people are going out. Uh, my team had the likes of Anthony Davis, who couldn't be playing. I did have to drop him to pick up some other people. I also lost Anthony Edwards this week. Um, and Jalen Green, I think, only really put one game in for me, unfortunately. Yeah. There were some injuries too. Um, but that being said, my opponent also had a bit of an injury bug, like, like we all somewhat do. I think he, he definitely had pulled George out. I do remember noting that uh, that was his second pick. So it made us pretty even in the end. It was a pretty close one. It came down to 5-4 victory in in, in the nine cats. Uh, It was very close. Um, I also was obviously managing the Kyrie Irving thing. he's, He's on my team and he didn't play very well this week. Put up a 50-piece today. So it would have been good to get through to the next round. But yep. look, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I know. You hate, you hate it when you, you see those big games and you think, oh, man, if I had just made it, I would have made use of that. But of course, it's just one day too late for you. Uh, so, yeah, bit of a shame there. I've, I've got a bit of a horror story for my uh, my knockout. Um, probably my most unlucky beat, I think, that I've ever experienced as a part of fantasy in my ten year 10-year 10 time. But so... Obviously, we are we're in a ten-team league in our home home league um, setup, and it's it's top um, six that go through to the to the playoffs top um, two teams have a bye and obviously the other the other four teams are battling it out. So I finished the season tied with uh, the, the team that I versed in the first round. So we both tied on the exact same record, uh, about 10 games behind first place. However, I think in the last week before the season ended, I was versing you to get into the playoffs. Now, obviously you were on the sixth spot and you were quite close to the seventh, player, seventh team. So you were going hard with the streams, like hitting that week really hard to make sure you went in. I was comfortably, at the time, I think I was sitting actually third in the, in the standings there. Um, so I was sort of just waiting. I had a few injured guys. I wasn't bothered streaming or anything like that. So I was just kind of chilling, didn't use any of my acquisitions. Um, you beat me fairly con- convincingly that week. Yeah, i went
1: all out i will say yeah i knew you had a good team there um your team is is built to i guess win five four it's an ultra small lineup yeah um and, and based on that i thought i could sneak the steals and i i did pick up my maximum four out of four wave wire ads yeah. Uh, yeah. They got a lot of steals for me they paid off got a lot of threes to boost me in, and i did end up having a pretty good victory against you i think it was seven two um in the end i had a pretty hot week um as well uh yeah. i was pretty lucky there. Your, Sometimes that happens in week three. Yeah, bases and, and, and bases it's, the,
0: it's obviously the all-star weekend as well. So there's a lot of things that go into occasion. A lot of players sometimes wrestling at the all-star weekend. I, I think Darius Garland was out for me for a little while and, and, and players like OG and, and Obi were out. So I wasn't too concerned, but that obviously dropped me down to fifth place because I had the same record as as the fourth team. But because my last week, our tiebreaker on that is at the, the worst, most recent week, goes second compared to the, the better most recent week. So with we, the same record, I finished fifth, he finished fourth. Then in the playoffs, in this matchup, at the end of it all, we finished tied 4-4. Uh, we tie in assists. Um, as the kicker, I also had RJ Barrett on my bench in the last game. I strategically tried to bench him because we were really close in free throw percentage. I think at the start of the day, I was actually losing free throw percentage um, took that category over uh, after a few Pascal Siakam misses. I was ahead fairly comfortably in assists at the start of the day. I think I was ahead by like 40 or 35 assists. So I was feeling good in that category. I bench um, RJ Barrett as I go to work. Not too concerned. But of course, um, big assist games from a lot of unlucky candidates like a Kyle Kuzma who put up eight assists that day and, and a few of these other random guys catches me in assist, and of course, just to rub salt in the wound, RJ Barrett goes 7 for 7 from the free throw line, and I would have won that category regardless, um, so I could have won assists, so we tie on assists, and then again, the tiebreaker is higher seed moves through, the only reason he's the higher seed is because of the uh, the last tiebreaker where I finished with a worst record the week before, so essentially, I lose because of a tiebreaker as a result of another tiebreaker, so uh, I was pretty gutted, <laughs> And uh,
1: I was the result of that tiebreaker. So I, I've done this to you, Mitch.
0: Yeah, yeah. So essentially, you've, you've knocked me out of the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> Look, looking, looking at my team right now, I don't know how much further I would have gotten anyway. My team is actually quite ravaged just with a lot of... Just not long-term injuries, but a lot of just players who are out with all these niggles. Like, I had Fred Van Vliet and OG Ananobi on my team. Both were supposed to have five game weeks. Fred Van Vliet was game-time decisions five times this week and didn't suit up for any of the games. Players like Jalen Suggs, Anthony Simons, um, D'Angelo Russell, uh, all these guys are missing time. I had Lonzo Ball injured, obviously. So, it it was just a bit of a miserable time, and I don't know if I would have progressed any further anyway, so... Um, this is all just a reminder that, obviously, we're in the fantasy playoffs, we're talking a lot of head-to-head stuff, but luck does play a huge role in it, and um, you know, as prepared as you can be, you can have someone, one of your first-round guys, your second-round guys, or multiple guys go down, and and that's just what it comes down to. Um, you can prepare as best you can, we're going to give you as much opportunity as you can in terms of all the ads and things that you can do, but... Remember, it is a game at the end of the day. Luck does play a big role, and um, you just got to kind of roll with those punches and uh, suit up for next year. Yeah, that's it. Um, you got to be able to take the hits, right? Um, I, I would just say
1: quickly, your, your tiebreaker story, that remind me of one of my own tiebreaker stories. Back in um, 2017, I was up against the number one seed and, and put up a a pretty good fight. I was feeling pretty confident um, on the last day there because yep. one of the players, he streamed, was the second-year Quinn Cook. Uh, I did double-check this. Uh, Quinn Cook for Golden State. There's a throwback name for 2017. Absolute no name. I (laughs) I looked at his game history. He had played about 30 games before that and registered his first-ever career block um, to tie blocks against me on the last day. Yeah. And and being a 4-4 tie and and first-in-the-number-one seed, he... Yeah. Won the tiebreaker base, base off the seeds, So that one hurt a bit too. Oh man,
0: you always remember those bad beats. Like first ever <laughs> career block to, to, to tie the category. I remember losing by one block to another team when I think he streamed in a Jeremy Lamb who was averaging 0.1 blocks on the season. And it, yeah, on the last Sunday, just gets that random block that he hasn't had for three months prior. And it's just, yeah, it's
1: always these. <laughs> well, well, Quinn Cook's um,
0: career average for blocks is 0.0. <laughs> so, it's so, like, it doesn't even register, so that it's. <laughs> he probably just had that one. Just that one block, that one game, man. That, and, and that sunk you. Uh, yeah, so let us know in the, in the comment section on the YouTube channel. Let us know if you've ever had like a really bad beat. I would love to hear these, these stories. And, uh, it's a safe space, guys. We, we can share it along and, uh, and support each other. We'll, we'll, we'll get us through to the next season. But for those of you who are still in the playoffs and still looking to fight it out and, and go for that championship, we're going to help you out. So we're going to move on to the preview of the fantasy playoff week 21. Um, looking at this week, it is a really, uh, strange week. Probably, one of the worst weeks in terms of streaming value um, that I have I can remember really. If we look at the week, Miami Heat is a team that we do want to highlight because they only have two um, games this week. Every other team has either three or four games. Uh, they have one qu- one quality game on the Tuesday where there's a low volume four game slate, and then their second game is on a high volume Friday, which has got twelve games. So. With your players such as like your Robinson, PJ Tucker, um, uh, Strews, or any of those other guys, I think that they are clear drops for this week. And even someone like a Tyler Hero, after that um, Tuesday, uh, sorry, after that um, that quality game on the Tuesday where you've got four games, when you get to a Friday, you not you might not be rostering Tyler Hero because he might be outside of your top ten best players. Um, so you might even if you plan ahead and see that he's not going to be someone that you put on your roster. You might even be able to, if it's your last week or something like that, he might be even someone that you need to drop and stream that position through. So keep an eye on those guys and just be aware. Obviously, with the Jimmy Butlers, you're bam out of bios and all those kind of guys, you just got to kind of cop that. But uh, it is a bit of a, a crap week for the Miami Heat. Um, let's go on to... So we're looking at these quality games and this is where I say that the, the games get a bit weird. So we've got a clear... Schedule of high-volume days and low-volume days. So, um, Monday, we've got nine um, games, which is sort of right on the edge of being able to add someone in. So, some people might be able to add some people in. Some people might have a full roster on that day. Tuesday, four games. You'll be able to stream someone in there easily. Wednesday, we've got a big slate with 12. So I doubt that many of you will be able to get any ads in and use them on the Wednesday. Thursday, there's just the one game. So we'll talk about that in a second. Um, And Friday, there's another slate of 12 games. Again, probably not going to add anyone there. And on the weekend, we've got Saturday with four and Sunday with nine. So again, on that Sunday, it's a bit up to, you know, your individual team and how it's stacked up and and what teams you've got players on. Um, So we're really looking at only maybe three to four days where you can actually make an ad and use that streaming position to your advantage. Otherwise, most of the other days, you're just going to be rolling with your best 10 players that you can. So probably um, a week where the streaming value is a bit lower than a normal week um, and and even more so highlighted when we get into our back-to-backs. What what are your thoughts in general in terms of the value of streaming this week, Callum?
1: Um, I think this week you really have to... Be really careful of of who you're actually rostering, because I, I dare say on on the Wednesday and Friday, um, you're probably going to have over your ten player max. Yeah. So you definitely have to be up to date with who's actually playing. You don't want to have one of those late game scratches who is out, and you had someone that could actually fill in the roster. That, that those do hurt, especially in a playoff time. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, you're obviously looking at these days where there are a bit of duds. So Tuesday and Saturday, I'm, I'm definitely kind of looking in. Um, but there's someone there on the Thursday that can help you. There's only the one game um, yeah. you could probably find someone on the stream. But definitely the Tuesday, Saturday um, are, are kind of what I'm homing in on uh, players who are playing those couple of days.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And, and we're going to get into these back-to-backs in a second. But you might find that, like, you you only really need four ads for this week. So, you don't even really need to attack the back-to-backs necessarily. Um, what I would be doing is identifying the stats that you think you're going to be close in and really go ahead and plan your week out on, in an ideal situation, who are going to be your start sits. So say, for example, if you know that you're probably not going to be competitive in, in points and threes, for example, if we go back to that Tyler Hero situation, if you go ahead and plan ahead to Friday, you might notice that, okay... I'm not going to be competitive. This this team's going to be way better at me in points and threes, but I need to get I need to get some steals. I need to get some blocks. Well, then Tyler Hero is not going to help you. So you might know that you're going to put him on your bench. He's not going to be in a startable starting roster spot. So as soon as that Tuesday comes and he gets that one game on the Tuesday, well then, okay, let's look to add someone in on that Thursday and use Tyler Hero as, as a drop potentially because you're not going to use him for the rest of the week. So identifying early on which players you're going to be using on those high-volume days, which ones are just going to be sitting on the bench... Um, can be really important in terms of mac- making the most out of the guys who um, stay on your roster. It's not necessarily, especially if it's your last week or it's a really close matchup, it's not necessarily keeping your uh, dropping your worst players. It's, it's dropping the players that are going to uh, help you this week the least, if that makes sense. Um, so let's, let's go on to the back-to-backs uh, anyway, but you, you're going to find out soon that there's, <laughs> there's really not much uh, value to this one because, okay, we start with the Monday-Tuesday, No back-to-backs. No no team has a back-to-back. So, um, you know, you you can make your ad on a Monday if you can fit someone in, and then you're going to be dropping them uh, potentially the next day and picking someone up for the Tuesday. We do have uh, what we call pseudo back-to-back on the Tuesday and Thursday. So, again, Wednesday, we've got 12 games. Probably not going to add anyone there. But on the Tuesday and Thursday, we've got two teams that have the back-to-backs. It is the only two teams that are playing on the Thursday. The Detroit Pistons and the Orlando Magic. So, we've got a few guys that we can highlight here. Cal, who are some guys that we're looking at from the uh, Detroit Pistons?
1: Um, so, from the, the Detroit Pistons, uh, I do like Marvin Bagley. I think we spoke about him beforehand. He, he's he been okay um, since he's gotten there and can be someone that can be a bit of a surprise in um, points and rebounds. He's got a 19 and 10. Um, really good start line, actually, last game. Really good field yeah, goal, so- 56%. He got 36 minutes. He's, so he's playing it, it big is a minutes. pretty good sign.
0: Yeah, he's playing big minutes with um, uh, Stuart out, who's out injured at the moment. I'm not sure how long he is injured for, but it is worth monitoring the fact that he's going to get an a extended run while, while he's out at the moment. So uh, he is definitely someone who I think is a strong stream in that position.
1: Um, and, and then you got like a Kelly Olenek, um, the playoff MVP of the season past, yeah, so he, he's always he's actually been kind of playing pretty well recently, too. he always comes out around this time of the year um, I do say that and and look, past three games hasn 't been great, but there was that twenty piece um about a week ago yeah. and he he can put that up
0: he, he yeah he'll come in and have these really big games, and then he'll go quiet again, so it is a bit of uh pick your poison, but in, in terms of like the streaming days, especially on that Thursday, like it's the only game that's on. I think in terms of upside and, and, and if we talk about luck again, he's someone that could, if you get lucky, uh, could give you a decent stat line uh, if, if he gets decent minutes or even he doesn't even need decent minutes, like 25 minutes. He can put up um, some really big stat lines. And again, if I highlight Stuart is out, if he is out, come those come those lower, um, lower volume days, then uh, he is probably going to get a bit more of a run in a team like the Pistons. Uh, and then I also like to, I want to highlight as well Killian Hayes uh, as someone who does have a bit of value in two categories in assists and steals. He's horrible in the percentages, he won't give you much else. But again, if you highlight early on in your week that those matchups are going to be um, good ones and you don't want to uh, lose based on a tiebreaker of a tiebreaker because you tie in assists. Uh, then he is someone that you could identify and get uh, uh, two games with one ad and especially with the one game on the Thursday, he's probably going to be one of the highest assist guys on the day. Um, Let's talk about the team that they're versing, uh, the Orlando Magic. Again, uh, pseudo back-to-back on the Tuesday and the only other team playing on the Thursday. Who who are we looking at at at, uh, Orlando at the moment?
1: Um, I'll do a bit of a shout-out to um, Franz Wagner's brother, um, I believe it's Moritz Wagner, yeah. Ma- Wagner, whatever it is. Going um, he, Mo Wagner. He's had a couple of pretty good games recently, Been getting minutes, put up a 17 and 11, 12 and seven. After that, he can hit threes for a big man as well. Um, so he's someone to probably have um, on your watch list for that day. I, I think he, in terms of points, the odd three um, and rebounds, he can be pretty useful. His free throw percentage has actually been really good over the past couple of weeks. He has attempted four and a half a game and shot 89% of it. So, so that's going to help you there too.
0: Yeah, I think, I think his numbers over the past little bit were boosted with, I think it was...
1: It's pretty much just those two games yeah, that it I was, mentioned. So It was
0: Wendell he, Carter was out for one of them, but then he did come back, Wendell Carter, in the most recent game at time of recording. And um, uh, Wagner still put up a decent stat line in, in more limited minutes, so he could still be useful even if even if Wendell Carter and Mobamba are healthy.
1: Yep. And then otherwise, um, Gary Harris, he, he's probably always worth adding if you need the steals, if you're kind of desperate there. Um, threes. And threes. It's pretty much just yeah. threes and steals um, it is really all his value is.
0: Yeah, he gets decent minutes, so anyone who gets decent minutes, you you can sort of, you know, luck into a couple of steals there as well. Um I also want to shout out uh Chuma O'Kiki, who is actually putting up some really good stats right now. He's still only rostered in fifty one percent of Yahoo leagues. I think that should be a lot higher. He's someone who can get you as high as four steals a game and has done that on multiple occasions in the past month. Um some decent rebounds and assists as well for a powerful and eligible player. So he is someone that I do like. Just keep in mind that his you know percentages are not The best. Free throw percentage is actually not too bad, but a field goal can sort of hurt you. Um, But other than that, he is a pretty... He's a pretty solid guy that I think you can you can stream in uh, and probably one of the best steel streamers going around. And also a shout-out to uh, Markel Fultz, who is um, someone who is currently out at the moment, but I expect that come next week he should be back. And if he is in the roster uh, and playing in the lineups, he should be able to give you some good assists uh, and maybe a trickle of points here and there as well. But just, again, be be aware of the free throw percentage and perhaps the turnovers as well there, if those are categories that you are maybe fighting it out for. Um, and let's go on to the rest of the week. It's going to be pretty boring rest of the segment. Um, so Thursday and Friday, the only back-to-back that we have is again the Detroit Pistons. So if you maybe wanted to add one of the Pistons earlier on in the week and save some of your ads for the, the Saturday, Sunday, the weekend um, and really uh, just see where you're at, that might be an option that you go. Maybe add a, a Pistons and an Orlando Magic player earlier on the week, save two ads for the weekend, that might be the best way to go. And then the Saturday, Sunday again, There's no back-to-backs. So, really difficult um, week to stream. You're really only looking at those two teams in terms of the Pistons or the Orlando Magic uh, to maximize the back-to-backs. Otherwise, you're going to be in control and you're going to be making sure that you're looking at your team, who's going to be... The best ten players on any given day. If you can fill someone in on those on that Monday, or perhaps on the Sunday as well, where there's nine games, um, you can maybe add one of those guys. Then add on the Tuesday uh, a Pistons player or, or a Magic player. Get yourself through to the weekend and, and keep yourself rolling with an extra ad up your sleeve, just to sort of in case the, you've got a tight matchup in a certain category, uh, just to get you over the line. But um, because there's not much information in terms of the back to backs, we want I want to highlight some players who in particular this week that you can uh, afford to drop in order to stream players. Um, I'm highlighting a few teams here that have players that are playing on high volume days. So um, let's look at a few of these teams here. I'll I'll run it first and then I'll get you to give me uh, the next team. So the Boston Celtics are a team that, again, play on the high volume days. They're playing on the Wednesday, 12 games. The Friday, 12 games. Sunday, 9 games. So perhaps you're not going to be able to use someone like a Derek White. So in terms of early in the week, you're probably not even going to be able to use him until Sunday because I don't think he's going to be in your top 10 best players. So I would have no hesitation dropping Derek White, especially early in the week to um, get some acquisitions in there. So um, let's go over to the Chicago Bulls. I'll just run through their week for you, Cal. But um, they play on the Monday, nine games, the Wednesday, 12 games, and the Friday, 12 games. So really, it's only that Monday that you might be able to stream a player in or one of those back-end guys. Uh, who's some names that you think we can afford to to live without from the Chicago Bulls?
1: Um, so some people like the Kobe Whites of the world. Um, even though he's been getting minutes with some of the injuries, yep. he pretty much really is more just the points and threes. Yeah. Um, and, and his overall, he's still kind of coming off the bench. He, he does fit that six-man role. Might start a couple um, with the injuries, knowing the Chicago Bulls, but, but even then... Um, and, and then Larry Markkinen, um, Oops, he... sorry,
0: I've, I've, I know you're reading off the, the chart I made you, but I think I, I meant to have that in the next, <laughs> the next team. Cause obviously Larry Markkinen is not on the Chicago Bulls. Um, he is obviously on the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I think, yeah, um, Kobe White was probably the big name there. Um, if I look at the Chicago Bulls, you've obviously got, you know, your Zach Levines and things like that. Now they're clearly going to be in your top 10 best players, DeRozan, Vucevic, um, not sure if Caruso is going to be back, but even if he is coming back, he's probably not someone I'd bother picking up. Um, and everyone else. What about Ayo Dasumnu? Do you think that he would typically be in someone's top 10 players? Would he's probably you
1: be, up there because he's 52% rostered. So yeah. he's out there. He is obtainable. Um, he, uh, uh, If it's going to be close in steals, he's definitely worth holding on Assists. Uh, and assists as well. That, yeah. That's probably his two most yep. productive categories would be assists and yeah. steals.
0: Yeah, so he's the 98th ranked player in the past two weeks. Um, so he's on the borderline. Again, it would depend if you need what he gives you. Again, so you might be using him on those high-volume days if he does fit your top ten. So This is where it's going to be very team-specific. So make sure you uh, have a look at what your matchup is going to be and see if you're actually going to use Ayo this, this week at all. And if you're not, well, then he's not useful for you, so you can drop him uh, and Bring someone else in that will. Uh, let's go on to those Cleveland Cavs. Uh, obviously, you mentioned Larry Markkinen before. Who else can we afford to uh, move on and, and not f- lose any sleep over?
1: Um, Ke- Kevin Love's one guy I've had streaming on and off for the year. Yeah, um, he's a hot and cold guy. Can have good games, cannot. Probably not. Obviously, worth investing in him um, if you can't even put him on the court. He's yep. better players out there. So, yeah, um, I wouldn't lose sleep over dropping him. Um, Chetty Osman. Yeah, uh, he's another a- guy. He's always hovered around. I guess maybe the 200-ish value, but Ken, have once again, bright spots like your Kevin Love and points and threes. Um But once again, I'm not losing sleep if I have to lose Chetty.
0: Yeah, so obviously we've got the injury to Jarrett Allen at the moment, so you might think that players like Larry Malkin and players like Kevin Love and Chetty Elsman all get a bit of a boost. I don't necessarily see it that clear cut. I would be holding someone like an Evan Mobley, however, Um and and maybe Larry Mark and if you're really desperate in points and threes, but outside of that he really doesn't help you in any other categories. So again, it's a bit more of a, a need specific hold. Um but yeah, Kevin Love, uh Chetty Osman, who we've already seen, you know, in, in a game without Jarrett Allen there, was just putrid, played twelve minutes, um, absolutely destroyed your, your field goal percentage. Um, so those guys, I think you can you can rest easy in terms of dropping them and and getting another player in there. Uh, let's go on to the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are, again, players that the games they're playing on. They're playing on all the high volume days. They're playing on Monday, nine games. Uh, Wednesday, twelve games. Friday, twelve games. And on Sunday, nine games. So even though you get four games out of them this week. All four of them are on the, have nine-plus games on that day, so depending on your roster, you might not be able to use these guys. So players like Boogie Cousins, Will Barton even, even an Aaron Gordon. Um, those guys, in terms of if you don't need their points on Will and Aaron, not useful to you. You can probably get some better scorers in if you've got other, uh, 10 other players um, suiting up for you on those, on those high-volume days. So wouldn't worry about holding on to them if um, they don't match your top 10 players on those high-volume days. Uh, let's talk about Golden State, Cal. Um, again, if we go to their roster, you're going to get sick of me reading out these, these names, but Monday, Wednesday, Friday, nine, 12, and nine games played on those days. Who, who are we dropping or not worrying about from Golden State?
1: Um, it, th- those guys who are just kind of on and off the wave, wild once again? So, yeah, Kaminga and Looney are uh, definitely um, guys who usually would be streaming. Kaminga for more of the defensive stats, um, I guess, made a bit of field goal, and, and Looney for pretty much really just rebounds, is um, why well, you're getting him. Those guys obviously are definitely expendable. Yeah. Um. So. The, the last guy, Andrew Wiggins, he the All-Star starter. <laughs> All-Star starter. The All-Star um, starting not been Andrew playing Wiggins. well no. after the All-Star break.
0: Yeah. yeah quite bad, in fact. <laughs> he's um he's the 131st ranked player in the last two weeks, and uh, he's been murdering your percentages. Absolutely murdering your percentages. Good steals and decent blocks. Um. So defensive stats wise, not too bad there, but. A lot of negatives for Andrew Wiggins at the moment. So, uh, especially if those percentages are going to be close, um, maybe someone you can you can do without. Uh, and, and I do want to highlight again and go back to Kaminga. He has been playing really well recently. So, you might be wondering, why am I dropping Kaminga? But there are reports, obviously, that um, Draymond Green is getting close to returning. I think they were saying in the, next, in the next road trip, which is in the next sort of six or seven days, So I think that he is going to be someone that cuts into, obviously, Kaminga's time. Uh, Someone also like Otto Porter Jr. If you've got him on your roster for some reason in a deeper league, he might be someone who's expendable as well. So uh, on top of the fact that he might be outside the top 10 best players, Draymond Green's coming back and will dent his uh, production. So if you don't need what he brings, I'm very happy to uh, not hold on to him. Uh, I want to highlight the Clippers. I basically don't think you can hold... Any of them this week, really? I, I can't think of a single Clipper that I would really want to have on my roster this week. Again, they've got three games; two of them are on twelve-game slates, and the first game is on the Monday. So maybe you hold them for the Monday if you if you you know need them if they if you don't have ten or more players playing. But after that, see ya. Like I don't. Is there is there a Clipper that you would want to stay on your roster at the moment, Cal? Or or am I yeah? Am I being too harsh?
1: I'm. Um, I think, I think I think I agree with you. Uh, yeah. None of these guys are standing out at me. Even though over the past 14 days, Robert Covington is the 25th ranked player. Um, those stats are not something I've relied on because he's no, shooting just- 100% from the free throw line on 0.8 attempts a game. That's not helping you. Um, 2.2 blocks. He can give you blocks um, if you need to stream that, but... I guess if you're desperate in that matchup this week, you have to win blocks. It's probably the only reason why I yeah, probably would be keeping him, um, but there e- could even be better guys out there.
0: Yeah, he's also uh, he's out for a personal reason right now, so I don't even know if he's going to be available next week. Again, we're recording this a little bit ahead of time, so you um, might be easy decision for you to make with him out. But yeah, all of these guys, sure, they can go off any day, week any- Moment, but in terms of relying on them as your best 10 players, I don't think that any of them fit the bill there. Uh, in terms of, yeah, I'll plug them in and be confident that I'm going to get good stats. Um, talking about the Camel- uh, Camelo Anthony and the Lakers, Cal, what are, are we holding Camelo or any other Lakers in this uh, week's slate?
1: Um, I probably would not be. Um, obviously, you're holding to LeBron, you keep him tight. But yeah, Camelo Anthony, he's been a pretty good waiver, hot waiver ad has, um, as of late. Yeah. Um, been hitting threes, been getting some pretty good points, trickle of arm, defensive stats and rebounds as well, which which is quite nice. But for he'd, he'd have to be expendable um, during this time of year, especially if you have better players out there to put on your roster.
0: Yeah, he's been he's been pretty good this year, and I've, I've I'll, I'll tip my hat to Camelo Anthony. He's he's kept up a higher production than I thought he would. He's still on the season, you know, hasn't really been you know a super valuable player. Um, in total, but he, he has held on to a little bit of value for the majority of the season. Uh, however, I, I still think that he's a low end guy, not someone who I wanted to rely on very much. Uh, I'll give you a fun one there, Cal. What about uh, Russell Westbrook? <laughs> are we are we holding Russell Westbrook? He's ninety nine percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. Uh, you know, I bring this up because in the past two weeks, he's the three hundred thirty fourth ranked player. Now, obviously, that's on the back on a whole bunch of turnovers and just putrid percentages. Um, No threes at all. The steals and blocks are down. Even the assists are down now. So, like, is there any actual reason for us to hold on to Russell Westbrook anymore?
1: Um, If you somehow built a roster that fits (laughs) perfectly around points, rebounds, assists, and I guess you just have to go steals and blocks because the turnovers, the threes... The free throw percentage and the field goal is atrocious.
0: Oh, so bad. Um, that's the only
1: probably reason I probably would hold on to him. To be honest, yeah. Um, I will say, look on a week to week basis, he um, he's bound to have a really good game. He'll probably put up a big triple double. It could push you over the edge in assists. Yeah, um, but then again, he could cost you in field goal at the same point in time. So, yeah. double edged sword, that man.
0: Look, I'm not going to go out and recommend you drop Russell Westbrook. However, if you like really got into the like the stats. And you knew that, like, for example, your free throw percentage is going to be really close. You know that the turnover is going to be close. Or maybe you need some more threes. Or Like, it's not the worst thing in the world to drop Russell Westbrook. I really don't think it's, like, there's so much talk. He might even move to the bench any day now. Like, we've seen it for the entire season now. He's just not good at fantasy basketball. Um, he's got so many deficiencies and his upside is just, I just don't think it's worth it anymore. Um, and the fact he's rostered in 99% of Yahoo leagues, I just think that's, that's way too high. Uh, I think that there probably should be a little bit more drops out there. Now it might not be right for your team because hopefully you've drafted him. He's on your team. You've, you've at least accounted for some of those deficiencies, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, making, dropping Russell Westbrook ends up being the, uh, correct move in retrospect. Um, I'll talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. A few guys here that you might have been streaming in um, most recent weeks. So some guys like uh, Jaden McDaniels, Jared Vanderbilt, even a Patrick Beverly or a uh, Malik Beasley. All these guys I think you can drop uh, because, again, on the high-volume days, they might not be within your top 10 uh, best players. And they have uh, three games this week with only one game. On a, on a slate less than 12 games, then that's the Monday with the nine. So, um Feel free to move on with those guys uh, after the nine-game slate if you can fit them in on that day. Um, any OKC players that you're holding on to, Callum? Is it just Shea Gildress-Alexander? Is there anyone else that you think you can hold on to for this team for this week?
1: No, not really. I think it's got to be just Shea, right? Um I know we got some Poku fans out there, but if you thought yeah. on to Poku this this far, you're probably not in the playoffs.
0: <laughs> well, he's to be fair, he has been someone that's been like on the radar as an ad, as a streaming kind of guy. He's putting up some decent stats recently across the board, but um, you do have to assess whether or not he is in your top ten players. Ninety first player over the last two weeks uh, in twenty six minutes a game, and give me some decent stats. You know, eleven and a half, seven rebounds, three assists, nearly a steal and a block, but. Again he's not a like that that across the board production, especially when matchups are tight in certain categories, may not be worthwhile to you so um yeah i am not sure if he is someone who is in the must hold kind of camp. What about Isaiah Roby who again is someone who has been playing well as of late
1: yeah he's has been ranked forty fifth over the past couple of weeks that is quite impressive great great stats in terms of um the percentages. percentages. About 55%, 83% uh, from abundance. the free throw line. Uh, but outside of that, um, I, I guess the defensive stuff's there. It's kind of like an overall contributor. He, he is actually quite comparable to Poku. Yeah. Um, just putting up a little bit more points and better percentages, really. Um, so there is probably more of a case for him. Um, think- he has been getting the minutes as well. Um, uh, maybe if, if he's one of the – he's probably been one of the – um, lower spectrum of your top 10, but, yeah. but maybe he will wiggle in there and start a few games for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, the the, the reason we're we're doing this section here is we just want to highlight to you guys that like, be really honest with yourself, be really real with yourself and go ahead and plan your week and look, okay, is Isaiah Roby, am I going to put him in my starting lineup on the Wednesday and the Friday? Because if not, you're not going to get much value out of him this week. So you're better off trying to stream in one of those Orlando Magic or the Pistons guys or or another day where you when you can actually get an add-in. So uh, we'll keep moving forward. We might run through these last few guys because I think you guys are getting the point now. But Matisse Thybul on Philly, again, high-volume days. Unless you need the steals and blocks, obviously he's a very specialist kind of player. So obviously if you need the steals and blocks, hold on to him. And, and if you can get him on your roster in terms of fielding him, um, then that's fine. Uh, no one on the tra- Portland Trailblazers Outside of Anthony Simons, I think needs to be rostered at this stage. Anthony Simons, again, he's probably, I'd say he'd be in most people's top 10 players in terms of the value he brings in points, threes, and assists, so I'm okay with holding him. San Antonio, Keldon Johnson, um, he's been putting up some decent stats recently, but again, he's really only a points guy, so if you really think you're going to be close in points and you really want to boost that category, maybe you can hold on to him. Uh, But again, is he going to be in the top 10 point scorers? And is he going to give you the value in other categories on top of that? I question that. So I'm not sure if I'd be holding on to him. Um, Toronto Raptors. Anyone you're dropping from the Toronto Raptors? Obviously, we're coming off this. uh, Well, the week just gone has been the five-game week. They don't have as many this current week, the week before the recording of this podcast. Um, But are we dropping some players from the Toronto Raptors?
1: Yeah, Chris Boucher. Um, I never picked him up this year. If you haven't, he's worth dropping. Precious Chua um, and Thad Young. All, all put up all pretty similar guys, stats, yeah. really, in, in the in the scheme of things.
0: Yeah, so if you've been streaming those guys, I don't think there's any point holding on to them. And Utah Jazz. A couple of guys here. Jordan Clarkson, Hassan Whiteside, and Royce O'Neal, I think, of course, probably not going to be your top 10 players. I wanted to get your thoughts on Mike Conley and what you can expect from him. He's been a bit down recently. Um, are you are you confident enough to expect him to be a top 10 contributor in 12-team leagues in, in, in people's teams, or, or is he maybe on the fringe as well? What what are your thoughts on Mike Conley?
1: Um, he's a little bit on the fringe, isn't he? He's, he's had quite a few shockers the past couple. Yeah. Um, but he, he can still give you assists and steals. So based on that logic, I probably still would just run it home with him um, and there's hope. Thought it was a couple cold games.
0: Yeah, my my thoughts are: if he is the worst guy and you need that spot, it's okay to drop him. I'd prefer to keep him because we know he can be a good contributor. And obviously, he gets the assists, which are hard hard to find, and and he might just be going through a real cold streak right now. Although we have seen him go on extended cold streaks in the past, so. Uh, if for example it's your last week and it's your championship round then for sure I think Mike Conley is someone who's not a, not an awful drop maybe if you've got an extra week and you're hoping that he comes back good for that week he might be someone you might want to hold on to and, and there's probably someone worse on your roster that you can use as a streaming spot but maybe in a 10 team league for example he might be your worst player so just someone that I want to highlight that he's a, a bit of a household name but uh, I wouldn't You know, lose too much sleep by dropping uh, Mike Conley. And the last team here, the Washington Wizards with an awful uh, schedule. Daniel Gafford and Danny Avdia, who have been sort of a couple of hot names of the last couple of weeks. Um, But again, with the return of Christoph Spozingas, he's put a bit of dent in their value anyway. And I think that chances are they're not in your top ten players. So I think you can feel free to move on from those guys. Any, uh, any last bit of advice or words of wisdom, encouragement from you, Cal, before we uh, before we wrap up the pod today, mate? Um,
1: just make sure you stream, guys. Stream on those. Look for the Tuesdays. Look for the Saturday. Um, get the guys on the Thursday. Look, look for a Detroit. Just then look for a magic guy if you get there first. Yeah, got uh, to be quick. with
0: Yeah, you're gonna to have to be quick with those ones. So I would be trying to look to get those um, on the Tuesday so you can get that that pseudo back to back. So that's a that's a good shout there, Cal. Uh, and uh, to help yourself out, make sure you're following us on Twitter. That will help you out, guys. Uh, we'll pass over any news and any advice as soon as things drop. So follow us on Twitter at All Boys MBA, and make sure you are subscribed to all the podcasts. Oops, all the podcasts. Um, channels the YouTube channel on YouTube make sure you hit the bell so you're notified when new things drop Um, and let us know in the comments if you have any questions or, or sob stories and we will see you guys next week good luck bye